Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Call to Be podcast, where we seek to empower everyday believers to discover and live out their authentic calling in Christ. My name is Travis Guzzi. I'm a pastor as well as an ICS certified life and executive coach and a Gallup Strengths coach. And I want to welcome all of you to this special once a month conversation that we call Everyday Believers, where we have conversations with everyday believers doing extraordinary things in the kingdom. So we have a special guest for this Everyday Believer conversation. We are having a conversation with Connie Denninger on her ministry that she has started, Visual Faith Ministry, uh, this special calling that she has and how this empowers others to grow in their faith in Christ and live out their callings in their everyday lives. Uh, Connie, it is great having you with us on the Call to Be podcast. Welcome. And uh, what I'd love to do is just have a chance for our listening and viewing audience to get to know you a little bit better, who you are, and a little bit about your faith journey that's brought you to this point. Well, thank you, Travis. It's um, great to be here with you all. Um, I think one of the things that's important for everyone to know in this conversation is that everything about who I am and what I'm doing is a collaborative effort. And Visual Faith Ministry really is a big part of my life right now, but it's because of working with a whole bunch of of other people. And that's just wonderful. I'm a mom uh, married to a pastor, three daughters married and 10 grandchildren. Yeah. You have quite the brood of grandkids. I, I, I see the pictures you guys have at Christmas and everything. Yeah, it's eight boys and two little girls um, came here on the tail end. So uh, we say it's wild and wonderful. And um, so that's just a real blessing in our life. And that's really um, become a driving force for my ministry as I think about how to encourage and enliven the faith life of my grandchildren. So that's a really become a, a brand new focus for us at Visual Faith Ministry. That's fantastic. You know, to be able to pass on uh, the faith from one generation to another, and not only the, the the faith impact you and your husband, John, have had with your own kids, but now to see that impact going to the next generation as well, that's really wonderful. Well, we, we've decided that things are very different than even the time we raised our own children. And we need to rethink how we're going to enter the lives and be available uh, for these young people that are growing in the faith. But it's going to be different than we did it with our children and trying to um, assess what we need to do differently to help with that. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. So, so Connie, uh, we have you on today to talk about uh, a special calling you have. Uh, you have started something called Visual Faith Ministry. And uh, would you talk a little bit about what Visual Faith Ministry is and the journey of, of how this all started? It really began in the parish when we were serving in Springfield, Virginia at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. And I was working with a top-notch crew of uh, DCEs and we were really trying to impact family ministry. And we sat down with them and had conversations and asked them, you know, what's working with faith education in the home and where are you stuck? And we began to see that they needed some different tools than we were giving them. So we created a, a visual faith design team this would have been back in about 2005. Um, so it's, you know, has a long history. And we began creating visual tools because we saw in the mid, you know, in that time frame already that our culture was moving to visually connections, to visual mm -hmm. connections. And um, out of that became a whole ministry that we did at the church. 
And we really thought that our calling was to enable and teach and train other people from our center of Keep the Faith Center, um, how to bring that to their own congregations. So that's where we started was in the congregational setting back then. Yeah. And so um, you got together. This was part of your ministry uh, with your congregation there in Springfield. Um, where did that ministry go from there that, that's led you to this point? Um, and, and what's the vision for it uh, in regards to um, those who engage in your ministry? Well, it had an amazing kind of turn because this was all working really well. And then my husband was elected to be the district president. And at the time, I was actually working on another master's at Concordia, Chicago, and had put together my entire capstone project uh, for this, creating this Keep the Face Center in the study of how social media um, impacted women. And then we were no longer in the parish. And so I had to scrap everything, start over, and figure out, well, if this, if God is calling me not to just do this for a congregation, is calling me to do this for a whole district, I have to regroup. And so I began creating social spaces to connect what we were doing and teaching in the congregation to a broader community within our district. Um, the amazing thing that happened is that God took that and said, well, I'm not just thinking, you know, the Southeastern District. I want this to be a global impact. Right. And with a team of people, that's what happened. It just um, grew beyond anything we could have imagined. Yeah. And so um, so now you actually, if I'm uh, not mistaken, uh, you are in connection with Lutheran Hour Ministries and uh, you have quite the presence with this ministry. Um, uh, what, what's it look like? How many people are involved uh, partnering with you on this vision? Well, we have an executive team. Pa Patricia Meyer is um, my friend who jumped into the deep water with me on this. So we are co-founders together of Visual Faith Ministry. And I always want people to know this is um, maybe I started out a few years ahead, um, but she came alongside me um, 100% to really pursue this ministry. We have a team of 70 coaches in the United States and around the world. We've ended up with coaches in Jerusalem and Canada and South America, Central America. And so we have a, a global presence and really started out in the beginning doing in-person gatherings, teaching uh, people how to be engaged for Bible journaling, devotional, scripture art, all those kinds of things, and to connect with congregations. And then COVID came. Yes. And and that uh, you had a, sh a shift in really delivering your ministry in a very different way. Uh, why don't you talk about what was that like for you all? Um, and, and what did you do to pivot to deal with the new realities that we find with uh, COVID-19 over the last couple of years? Well, it was, I mean, we were in shell shock. We had a calendar filled with all these coaches doing in-person retreats and gatherings and prayer events and teaching, and then it was just this massive shutdown. And not just for my calendar, but for all these other people that were impacting and reaching others. And so it took us a few months to really realize um, this wasn't going to be over quickly, and we had to do something very, very different uh, to connect with people and to be available and present. So we began to plan our first online retreat 
Uh, that happened in March 2021, and we prayed for 200 people to come, and God added a zero, and we had about 2,000 people present for wow. our very first online retreat. So it was called Abide. That's great. That's great. So so you've uh, been able to have quite the presence, not just with what you were doing before in the in-person, but it sounds like your ministry impact has grown quite a bit with this online presence and, and has moved from congregation to district to national and now global. Uh, so, so Connie, um, for those who are listening and viewing uh, this podcast, um, talk a little bit more about, so somebody engages in visual faith ministry, what is your hope and objective as you work with them and they engage with you to help them grow in their faith in Christ? What, what practically are they doing and learning? Everything that we do at Visual Faith Ministry is really to help people spend more time reading their Bibles and to impact their personal prayer life. So probably the foundational thing we do is we teach visual prayer practices that help people engage very differently in their prayer life so that they're able to put aside um, distractions, slow down, and, and just to deal with the things that impact us from spending powerful prayer time. And that came from a survey of working with people. We said, what are the three things that are hard for your prayer life? Um, and that's what we found out. They needed help to slow down, pay attention, and deal with distractions. And so we began designing tools to help with those three things. And that was a universal problem. And then, you know, Bible journaling hit in 2014. So we came alongside that um, and began helping people engage in reading their Bible in ways that impacted um, their taking those readings right into the life they were leading. And then also we heard congregations needed help. And we heard a lot of small congregations could no longer afford any kind of things, even for their bulletins or uh, Sunday schools and things. So we created a whole section of our ministry called um, the visual. Um, it's worship into the week now, and it's congregational help for um, Sunday school bulletins and their whole worship services. Sure, sure. And and so uh, I've had a chance to kind of uh, listen and, and view what you've been doing over the last couple of years. It, from, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, it's really to engage people where we're not just reading the Bible for information, but we're seeking to engage the scriptures devotionally. And and you're bringing in this, this visual, so it's more than just words on the page, but it's to engage with God's word in very creational, devotional, and prayerful ways. Um, what kind of things in, in either your in-person workshops when you're able to do that or your online, uh, what kind of tools are you utilizing and teaching people to help them engage in a different way with God's word? Well, I think one of the main things is, um, you know, when your prayer life changes, uh, you really do want to spend more time, you know, in God's presence and reading the Bible. So it's not just to check the box off or to do something that is, um, you know, read the Bible in a year kind of plan. It's a very slow down, more of a Lectio Divina style. Um, you might work with a small section of reading for a whole week and work on a Bible margin that goes with that or a prayer card that matches it. And the thing that you have to know about our resources, just about everything on our website is free. So 
we created this ministry um, to have free resources for people. And that's what we um, do. And I do have to say that the online things all happen because of a, a Malum grant, um, Mid-Atlantic Lutherans and Mission grant um, gave us um, a grant that we needed to get the technology to really have the online presence. So it's, it's through them that really um, exploded what we were able to do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, we're, we're going to show some images for those um, who are watching this podcast on YouTube. But for those who are listening, um, could you describe, so I, I've seen, uh, I think you even have some images of this on your, your website. But for our listening audience, can you talk a little bit about what your Bible looks like af after you uh, go through some of the training and the retreats that you offer? Uh, how are they engaging in this way with their scriptures? Well, we, we hope that everyone's Bible becomes a diary of their journey in time with the Lord and that it's filled with um, underlining, marking responses, um, visual images, prayer responses. Um, my Bible has become, it's not flat anymore. We call her um, Miss Bessie and she does not travel well because she's so full of all the things that have been gathered in that time and place. So I have to move on to other Bibles um, because they become very filled with being present. Yeah, and, and uh, very, very artistic, very colorful, and it's, it seems like everybody kind of has their own unique way through this uh, visual faith ministry uh, to, to engage with God's Word. Yes. And I always tell people I'm not an artist, so I don't draw anything. Um, I use everybody else's work, um, but that doesn't slow me down from being able to um, mark the journey. And we often said um, there was um, an amazing story of a pastor who had a Bible and it was just fully colored, highlighted a whole Bible and he was leaving that as his legacy for his family of mm. the journey and the response, really the diary of his life and time in the word. And wouldn't that be wonderful if that's what everybody was leaving their family yeah, instead yeah. of material possessions that the Bibles are the most important things we pass to our um loved ones. Yeah. And yet, though, I think what's unique is uh, I've even got in my family a few uh, kind of historic Bibles that kind of have, uh, you know, important dates like when people were married and baptisms, um, okay. things like that. But there, there's something that in the past, I think they used to be something that intended to sit like this this relic on, on a shelf. Uh, for you um, and the ministry, it's really helping to be able to leave a legacy of the, a personal faith journey with the scriptures that can be read, can be viewed. What were the passages that that were important, uh, their interactions with that, the personal faith development that happened along the way that I think leaves a, a different kind of legacy? Well, I think it really marks what was happening in your life at the time. You know, I always tell people, date every entry, date every note, date when you read a, a section of scripture and make a note there. What was going on? What were you praying there when you were reading uh, the readings for the worship? Um, I think that's critical. And to be modeling that and doing that as a family, um, moms and dads in the word together with their kids and not leaving Bibles that sit perfect on a shelf, but they are um, showing the, the wear and tear of daily life. 
Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Bibles, uh, I, I call it the uh, duct tape uh, edition of the Bible. Uh, yeah. For me, mm-hmm. uh, a, a well-worn Bible, one that has has been read and inwardly digested and, and reflected on and prayed on is one that has duct tape along the rims. Uh, but but it also has a lot of highlights and marks and notes. Uh, and uh, that that's really, uh, I, I think, a great legacy to leave behind is not just a word that's uh, that's honored, but a word that that is really part of a faith journey. Uh, Connie, let me ask you, so where you all are at now, um, where do you see um, in the next uh, couple years to five years? I know we're still in this crazy time with COVID and we're having to be very adaptive and kind of turn on a dime, but but what are your hopes and dreams, yours along with the partners in ministry that you have for, for where visual faith ministry is going from here? That's a great question because we always come together every time we meet online um, to say, you know, where, where is God working right now? Where do we see him moving and how do we go there? So one of the things that we did was we had another online retreat in November called Movable. And this is actually a, a smaller group of people that have come close, more of a discipleship kind of journey. And it's a year long involvement in Movable. And one of the amazing things that happened was With that retreat, we published our very first book um, available on on Amazon to go along with the retreat. And we just published our very first uh, visual faith ministry Bible study written by Carolyn Vera. So we have moved, didn't plan it, but that's where God said, hey, this is available. Go over here. So we published our first set of Bible studies. And Um, The amazing thing is we're able to have, um, God willing, our first visual faith ministry retreat for our coaches um, in the end of March. And most of us have never met each other online. So we do a ministry with people that have never been together and have never even met each other. And I think that's part of the amazing thing of our ministry. Yeah, so it sounds like it's the ministry, not just of um, uh, those you're ministering with, but it's also the coaches that you're investing and discipling that then work and disciple with others as well. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of what we do. We listen to you know what's going on in their lives, where they're serving, what's happening, and how can we come alongside them to equip them and give them the tools to better engage in kingdom impact right where they are. Yeah. And whatever that is, we're we're trying to align ourselves so that we're able to be help helpers for that. Yeah. And, and Connie, you had mentioned the book. Uh, if somebody goes to Amazon and looks for this book, what is the name of the book and who's the author again? Movable Adventure is um, written by all of the people that were participating in the movable uh, retreat online, which is still available. You can go to our website and, and purchase that for a year-long experience. And then it's a set of, I don't even know how many videos. We keep adding to it. Um, so you follow along in the book and watch the videos um, online and participate at your own pace in your own time. So you can do it at midnight if that's your best time frame. And then the new the new book is... Um, the God of Change, uh, The Word Speaks by Carolyn Bira is our new Bible study, uh, ready to go for small groups. Um, Zoom Bible studies are what a lot of people are using that for this spring and summer because we, that's how people are still going to be together in a lot of places, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Connie, as you have kind of moved this from congregation to district to now this national and global movement, 
Um, what have been um, some of the, the, the opportunities that you've seen, uh, especially maybe some personal stories of the impact that this has had on the faith life of those who have engaged with your ministry? I think one of the um, my favorite stories is uh, a friend that really didn't see herself equipped in ministry. And then her husband became a district president, too. And she was just kind of floundering about her life purpose and how God was going to use her. And she came alongside us in visual faith ministry and is now one of our um, social media um, moderators, creating social media things. Uh, she's also a presenter before COVID, writing Bible studies, doing all sorts of things, engaging in ways that she never saw herself being able to um, offer things to the world. And the connection has been an amazing transformation for my friend. That's that's fantastic. That's great to hear. Sounds like uh, we're, we're, you know, one of the things we talk about on this podcast is the struggle that people have sometimes in understanding um, not not only who we are in Christ and, and, and the incredible identity that's given to us, but, but then how do we live that out? Um, how do we make a difference? What's our purpose? Why are we here? Um, at, at times of our life, things are very clear with that. At other times of our life, we, we struggle with, with trying to understand that. And it sounds like uh, your ministry has really had a chance to have an impact on, on giving people a sense of calling, of purpose, of living out their faith in, in loving and serving others on a daily basis. Um, Connie, how, how do you see the, the, the visual faith ministry that, that you're involved with, those that you partner with, your coaches, um, how do you see it helping empower people to discover and live out their calling in Christ um, on a daily basis? Well, I, I, I look at the impact in my own um, family and that I have three daughters who are also visual faith coaches and as they can in their families and where they live and serve. The one daughter um, works in a Lutheran school, so she uses visual faith ministry things all the time in her classroom. And we do have a big impact in um, parochial school settings, I believe, because it's free. And that, that fits right into the agenda for most Lutheran schools is free material. And I think really, how do families come together around the word? And what does that look like? And we just always, we don't want the visual um, people that impact with kinesthetic processing to be left behind because church and schools have been very um, much in the, the hearing part. And we know that 75% of people are visual kinesthetic learners, and we just don't mm. want to miss that group of people. Yeah. And, and even I think from a kind of a neural science standpoint, um, you know, um, some people are very uh, left brain, and you're really helping to engage right brain uh, as well. Um, you know, some people are very uh, logical, very deductive, you know, and that's where engaging the Bible in, in uh, kind of, kind of a, a reading for information and learning is a very good thing. But, but you're really kind of engaging another part of our brain, which also engages a, a different aspect of our spirituality. Right. We're really um, looking for transformation, for renovation of the heart. Mm. Um, that's longstanding um, things that happen. It's not just a, a hit and miss. It's that whole journey of um, the renewal of our minds and what does that look like? 
And what does it look like when we do it in community? And what do we learn from each other? I think that's so important because we get stuck sometimes and um, discouraged. So a big part of what we do is just to bring encouragement to people all the time. So you didn't read your Bible last week. Start today. You know, that's the kind of encouragement we try to bring to people all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that, that, that power that uh, is, is in community, because, again, I think that's one of our struggles that we've had during this time of COVID is so many people um, have become disconnected with their church because, you know, again, um, you know, right or wrong, you know, they're, they're concerned about their own health. They're concerned maybe about their, their right. children or like, you know, my household, uh, we have my 91 uh, year old mother-in-law and we're, we're really trying to be careful not to bring something home that will impact right. her health. Um, and so I think there are a lot of people who are feeling very alone and isolated. Um, they're, they're struggling in their faith. And it sounds like your visual faith ministry is giving an opportunity not only for people to connect and deepen in their relationship with Christ individually, but to be able to connect in community with others for that encouragement and that support as well. It's really, we, we talk about it as being a collaborative learning community. Um, the, the joke for all of this, you, you know, in our small group community is that um, some 30-somethings dubbed Pat and I as um, our hashtag is just two grandmas doing stuff. And <laughs> that, that is really what it, we don't really know what we're doing. And without this whole community of people that do things that I don't know how to do, but I'm good at finding helpers and being able to say, I don't know how to do that, but I believe God's calling us to do that. I need to find the people that will help me to do that. So I think that's a big thing that we have found in our community is how do we learn together, make mistakes and fail together, and then get up and move forward. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a, in my Gallup Strengths Training, uh, there, there's a, a, a book called The Power of Two. And in there, it talks about that when it comes to our strengths, our God-given talents, that, that a strength isn't a strength until we're in partnership with somebody else who has complementary strengths to our own, which is really what the picture of the body of Christ is. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a hand, don't try to be a foot. If you're a mouth, don't try to be the eyes. Be the part that you're supposed to be. But we also need others with their complementary talents if we're ever going to do anything for significance in our callings and for the sake of the kingdom. And it sounds like you've really done that uh, with Visual Faith Ministry and partnering with others who who do stuff that maybe you're not as good. Maybe you're the visionary person, but you've got other people who are contributing with their strengths to really make this a kingdom movement that is having an impact. Yeah, that's really true. Like Pat is the artist. She's an incredible artist. And we have a whole group of people that are just our artists. There are 17 um, artists that work on our team just to create the artwork for uh, the Visual Church Year Project. And that's taking the lectionary readings each week and creating the art that goes with that. So that's just one whole part of our ministry are just the artists. And then there are the people that have other skills that um, know how to do all the tech things. There's the business people. That's not me. Um, and then there's the whole group of people that um, are the idea people. And then just try to figure out how do we do this part. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Connie, as you think about the the faith journey that you've been on, this calling that uh, Jesus has given to you, not just in a personal way, but but thinking about um, where you've been, what is the legacy you hope to leave behind 
with visual faith ministry and the impact that you hope to have from a kingdom perspective? Well, I think one of the things that we're hoping is that we figured out a way to be available and present in this time and place um, and really saw that that was going to have to be online and social media. And we love being present and with people, but we really needed to learn how to do Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all these places where people are and to go be with them. So I hope that Visual Faith Ministry is remembered as something that um, made the move to be with people where they are instead of saying, well, we're here, you come here. We decided to go be where they are. Yeah, and and I think that's a, something that I think so many in the church need to see. I know that you know we can sit there, well, where are the people and our, our pews aren't as full as they used to be, but I think we've got to realize it's it takes us going to where people are at, both Christians but also those who don't know Jesus. Um, we have got to make the move. Instead of expecting people just to come to us, how can we come to them? And I think this, uh, if anything that's come out of the this, this COVID time that we've been in, uh, the ability for the church to move beyond its wall and realize the impact that we can have uh, visually through social media, um, things like podcasts and, and uh, Zoom meetings and all these things, uh, I think is is such a, an incredible blessing that, that you know, this, this didn't take God by surprise. Um, God, God knew what was coming. Um, he has prepared people and given technology. I mean, could you imagine this, this uh, pandemic um, happening a decade ago? I don't think we could have responded in the way that we have now. Um, you know, and, and we, we hear in scriptures uh, for, for such a time as this, you know, the, the story of Esther uh, there uh, before the king. And, um, you know, it was that time. And for us, for such a time as this, and uh, you and uh, the folks with Visual Faith Ministry sounds like you you are stepping out in faith and seizing this time that God has given to help people grow in their faith and and share the good news of Jesus in in some very new and creative ways. Well, we hope that we are able to enhance the personal faith story for people that they have a story to tell, and that we help them to tell that story, um, telling the story of God's faithfulness and to be digital witness of that presence and to help everyone to understand that they can also do that too. That's fantastic. Be, yeah. Very good. So, so Connie, for our uh, listening and viewing audience, if they want to find out more about visual faith ministry, um, how can they do that? How can they connect with you and the team? Our website is visualfaithmen.org. So that's, um, a great place. You can spend a lot of time looking at a lot of materials there. We're also in the Facebook community, just Visual Faith Ministry. We're on Instagram, Visual Faith Ministry, um, and YouTube channel, Visual Faith Ministry. So you plug that in, and I think a whole lot of things come up, um, easy places to engage and, and be connected and just see what we are about. Um, since we're visual, we're, we've tried to be present. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, for, for our listening and viewing audience, that's Visual Faith Min, M-I-N, correct? Dot org? Dot org. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just want to make sure that people get to the uh, website uh, effectively. Well, Connie, uh -huh. thank you so much. We really appreciate your time uh, coming and sharing not only your faith journey of calling, uh, being an everyday uh, believer doing extraordinary things in the kingdom, but uh, this partnership that you've had with others, the impact that you're making through Visual Faith Ministry. And um, I, I hope and pray that uh, those who are listening and viewing have been blessed by this conversation. 
Well, thank you, Travis. It's always fun to talk about what God's doing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, for all those who are listening and viewing, we want to thank you so much. I think this is an important conversation of, uh, as you talked about, Connie, uh, just some grandmas doing stuff. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we, we uh, sometimes are mistaken to think that uh, we have to be somebody special to be used by God. And, you know, when you uh, think about the disciples, they were just ordinary fishermen and tax collectors, the women who were involved in Jesus' ministry. Uh, these were ordinary people, and yet God did extraordinary things through them. Them as they lived out their calling, loving and serving, sharing the good news of Jesus. Jesus can do the same. He can take ordinary people and do extraordinary things. And so we want to thank you so much for uh, listening and viewing this podcast. Our call to action uh, today is this. Uh, listen and view, but also like and share this podcast. Uh, if you uh, want to find out more, reach out to uh, the Ministry of Visual Faith Ministry. Uh, engage with Connie and the rest of the team and the coaches. Uh, get involved. And I think the significance that uh, we really want to take away from this podcast, this conversation with uh, Connie, is that uh, there are ways that we can grow and engage in our faith. Maybe you've been feeling that your uh, faith has been dry, uh, your devotional life isn't what you want. Um, maybe it's time to try something different, and this is a great ministry to help you not only to engage in your faith in Jesus, but also strengthen your faith as you live out your calling each and every day, that this may be a, a new way to be able to do that. We also want to uh, just take a moment to thank our sponsors. We want to thank uh, Malam and the Southeastern District for their generous gifts that have made this podcast possible. And with that, we just uh, want to wish you all God's richest blessings, and we'll catch you next time for our next Call to Be podcast. Take care, everybody.